Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my hard-charging, film-warching <laughs> co-host, Mozzie. And today we're talking about, for the most part, uh, running backs. How you doing? Doing great. Excited. Little, little disappointed. Not, not horrible this class, but you know, I kind of was told that this draft was cornerbacks, tight ends, uh, running backs. And what's the one I'm thinking? I guess quarterbacks, really. Mm. Um, and I kind of felt that the running backs were a little lackluster. I felt like there were some good ones and then some okay ones. After Bijan, I think, like, because we, we, we have a pretty clear Bijan number one, then two guys that are our next tier, and then it's kind of a hodgepodge. The uh, After Bijan, like that, that tier two we've got, I'm not really sure where those guys would rank like in these last classes. They'd probably be a lot further down, but it's a, it's a weak class. So I think we'll see, like, I, this kind of fast-forwarding a bit, but, like, I feel like Kareem Hunt and, like, some of these free agent guys are going to latch on at some point just because there's not, like, a super-duper strong, like, incoming rookie class like we've had the last several years. Yeah, you know that Zeke is going to get signed, like, <laughs> as soon as the draft is over, basically. Oh, man. It's not the only time we're going to be invoking Zeke this episode, actually. Um, <laughs> but starting off, uh, everyone's number one, the number one, uh, Bijan Robinson. He's the guy. He is a running back that is being talked about as actually worth the first. Um, so go ahead and kick it off. How are you feeling about Bijan? I don't know if I have anything bad to say about him, except that I don't think he has like the craziest speed uh, in terms of just like down the sideline uh 40 yard speed but like everything else of his is pretty fucking elite the guy's yeah. the guy's a champ he's in my opinion probably the most likely to be a 1000 1000 guy um as in a thousand rushing yards a thousand receiving yards mm-hmm. he can run routes he's good in pass pro he's got super good acceleration he's got a lot of vision uh he's super patient uh I, yeah, he's he's a dude. He's, he, a dog. he's the whole package. Um, I I tried to start. I tried to make comps, and then it, it quickly deteriorated because I, I had a hard time kind of comping for this class and stopped trying at a certain point. Um, yeah, the I, comps get crazy. Can I just rant for a second? Some guy was was comping him to Ladanian Tomlinson, and I'm like, look, I understand that he's really good, but shut the fuck up. Like, he's also we... not like LT <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know it's like I I, uh, I had to like piece together like because I said he has Gore's brain and Kamara's body. That was the best way for me to like describe it. Because that's pretty good. And like those are those are elite. Like Gore's Frank Gore's running back brain is one of the best running back brains. Like so that's a really high compliment. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, he's he's great at following his blocks. Um, he'll get like right up on his lineman and do and do like an oh let me squeeze past you like get skinny type of thing before he gets upfield. <laughs> the old Midwest oh. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah that little open dope Bijan Openson. Um, so we talk a lot about running backs who run in like one gear, but like it's a pretty fast gear. So Bijan will do that but he also has like a year after that so you think he's just like he when he's like running around like kind of like second level you, you think oh he's like running like that one gear style but then you see him like turn it up another notch like he'll turn on the burners and i'm like oh shit <laughs> like so yeah he has he, his play speed is super duper fast um it is i don't i think that there are corners that could catch him um but other than that and he's not easy to bring down either because he yeah. has good contact balance too. Exactly. Yeah. His contact balance is pretty solid. Um, prob- I mean, aside from maybe like Charbonnet, probably one of the better in the class, I'd say. Um, pretty prototypical size, good speed, great vision. He processes stuff, has pretty little wasted movement. And like you said, the thousand thousand, he's a really good pass catcher. He can actually run routes, catch passes downfield. So, um, and with him, like, even, you know, way down the line when his athleticism declines, like I think he'll still be a good running back because of his brain and like how good he just is at playing running back. So, yeah, and I think that's a uh, a really interesting point to make that not a lot of people touch on because a lot of guys that rely on their speed solely when they hit 28, they're pretty much toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he could play into his 30s just because he is he's almost like a quarterback at the running back position. He's got a really good mental side to the game. Yeah, he's and on top of everything, he was productive as an 18-year-old with some limited work <laughs> and then balled out at 19 and 20. So yeah. like that young production too at Texas is like the icing on the cake. So yeah, this guy this guy's a stud. Right now he's the odds on favorite for the Falcons pick at 8. Um so like he's probably going to be top half of the first round uh, pick, most likely. I hope and, so. We, You and, and I have talked about that before, but the draft is kind of devoid of top-end talent. Mm-hmm. So even though he's a running back, he is one of, I would say, three blue-chip guys in the class, and he probably should be taken pretty early. Yeah, that's the thing. If it were, like, a deeper draft everywhere else, like, if running back were deeper, if, like, defense sure. was better, like, then it would be different. But, yeah, like... Because if if Najee and ETN go end of first, I think Bijan definitely deserves like mid first, probably better. But yeah, yeah, so he's, he's really good. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He is the undisputed one point oh one in non superflex, and he's definitely top three four even in superflex. So yep, I think even in superflex, he's essentially one or two depending yeah. on your quarterback situation yeah depending on your needs <laughs> it changes <laughs> a little bit um so yeah i don't, i didn't really have anything to say about him either he's awesome um next up we've got jameer gibbs he's uh i have him as my number two as well so mm-hmm. he i think we agreed on disagreeing with the camara and charles comps because he didn't really like run like them or have that full level of like like Kamara is the contact bounce king that's like his thing and his style didn't quite seem like Charles I thought he ran more stylistically again every time we make a comp it's gonna be stylistically not like a projection 
I think his running style was a lot like Chris Johnson's actually. Um, and I like that a lot better. Yeah, athletically, he's probably like 85, 90% there. Obviously, Chris Johnson is like a 4-2-8 or some shit, but yeah. Jameer is like, Jameer is a 4-3-6. So he's not far behind. Um, and he was, he was productive at 18, which is always good. I was glad he came in at 5-9 instead of 5-11. Because um, with his weight, I can't remember how much he weighed, but um, pull it up. He, yeah, 199. So like being 5'9", 199 was actually more reassuring for me than being 5'11", 199, just because... I like him to be. I like that he's a little more, like, compactly built than I thought. So, because um, running backs being tall sometimes a curse. Um, yeah, unless you're like AJ Dillon and you're just a monster. Yeah, there there are exceptions, <laughs> but yeah, if unless you're like that archetype, which Jameer is not. See, he's like shifty, got good vision, really really good receiver. Um, his move, his main move that I noticed was he'll, he'll set guys up with his hip movements and then like break a different direction. So I always like when running backs have like fluid hips, so yep. his hips do lie. Um, <laughs> um, he's and thanks to that he's good between the tackles despite not being like massive. Um, keeps his knees high. Um, he does run a little bit high after he gets to pass the first level, but it's kind of hard not to at times. But when he's near the end zone, he's better about that. Like he stays a little lower with contact and he bounces off tacklers more. The uh, the staying I high part, yeah, the staying high part, I think, is where we come into the contact balance we talked about. Because like when he's near the goal line, his contact balance is like really really Much good. Better, yeah, yeah, because he gets lower. But like when he's taking on collisions, like in the open field, he doesn't take it on as well. Um, he does like was it him or someone else? I think it was someone else. But um. Yeah, he basically, like, if they're coming at him from downfield, they're usually winning the collision if he's not juking them. But if it's, like, if it's anywhere side to side or behind, he's usually winning it. Yeah, he's definitely a, um, like, the Camara and Charles comps are driving me crazy because if you're going to get those comps, you need to have, like, literal S-tier contact balance. Uh-huh. And I would give him, like, a B. Like, I, it's not bad, but it's not literal goaded. <laughs> contact balance yeah it's good it's a b maybe a b plus um i think that he's incredibly agile he's a great receiving back that's yeah. something that's going to be really important and really good for today's nfl like i think he one of the reasons that he'll do really well is because he is kind of made for today's nfl yeah i i mean i like him i think he is solidly the second best running back in the class i do think that Bijan's distance himself just like a little bit oh yeah but... for sure but he is definitely the number two guy. Yeah, he, he's the guy that if there's a second running back in the first round, it would be Gibbs. Um, yeah. And, you know, like playing at Alabama against top-tier competition is always a nice boost to have. Obviously, you get the benefit of their line, but we talked about it with Bryce Young. It's not the same level it has been in a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he has really good vision. I think he's very good at... I think you touched on it, sort of stacking up defenders mm-hmm. so that he can make one cut and take out more than one guy, which is really cool to see. Um, you don't see that a whole lot from the rest of this class, <laughs> but that is something that he has in his wheelhouse that's very, very, very useful. Yeah, there's not a lot of shiftiness in this class. Like outside of Bijan and Gibbs, it's not really, really there here. Yeah. So, but yeah, obviously Bijan's number one, but I think Gibbs is definitely number two, and he's really, really good. Um, 
stylistically, though, our number three in Charbonnet. Char- is it Charbonnet or Charbonnet? I still don't know. I don't know, but I call him Charbonnet because that yeah. just sounds so awesome. Charbonnet. But... <laughs> Marvin Gaye and Charbonnet. Charbonnet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's one of the few players I saw before scouting. Like I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been when he was at Michigan. I saw him. Um, but he run. He's he's a more power style back. Yeah. But he's not he's not lumbering or anything. Um, so I was pretty excited to get to him here. So I, I love this there guy. Yeah. So you go ahead. Well, you would you would watched him before, so I saved my viewership of his tape for like the past couple weeks. And when I watched uh-huh. him, I was just like, I love this fucking guy. He's a bruiser, man. He really like he'll drag people with him. They'll just like be hanging on to his legs and he just keeps going. His feet never stop moving. Like and that's such an important aspect to being a running back is keeping the legs moving, just keep mm-hmm. churning along. Uh I think he has one of the best contact balances, which is for us that's a pretty good quality in a running back when you're scouting them. They need to have that. I think mm-hmm. his is one of the best. Yeah, he has that. Uh, I'm not gonna say like bowling ball aspect, not like not like uh, Javante or Pierce, but that like r- ricochet. Like guys just ricochet off of him, kind of is the best way to put it. I think he's got a lot of force. That yeah, he, hits he people with so much inertia. <laughs> um, yeah, he so a beefy dude. Yeah, he he is. He's a big beefy guy. He's tall too, and he's beefy. So my one kind of like drawback on him before I you know not Olivier, but. being tall and beefy i think makes it hard for him to get low so i do think there will be times in the nfl where he gets stood up more at the line of scrimmage because of that but it'll have to be by like good form tackles and not arm tackles because arm tackles like they don't get this guy (laughs) um unless that arm is attached to like miles garrett yeah that'd be about it so got (laughs) a stern left foot in the ground or whatever Yeah, it's it's gotta be a solid a solid grab on him. He uh, he falls forward a lot because of his like drive. Like even if he's got a lot of scrimmage, like he's gotta get forward. Like I said, great taunt balance and mostly in the sense of like you pinball off of him mm-hmm. and he can keep his pathing without it like really messing him up if you come at him with some bullshit. Um, he <laughs> get out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, I think he could have come out sooner. Honestly, like I, he, there was a chance he was gonna come out last year. And so there's always a gripe like, oh, why didn't he stay? Why didn't he leave sooner? But he got a chance to showcase more this year at UCLA and get a lot of pass catching work in and like work on that, which I think for him at his size and the previous pass catching profile that he had, I think that was beneficial for him. Now, there are still some concentration bobbles, but he, he showed that he's able to add a lot after the catch because he's given his size speed combo. He's super athletic, like the athleticism scores account for his size. And so with that, he's like, yeah, just a freight train. So stylistically, I thought he was kind of in the range of like, uh, like Steven Jackson, Leonard Fournette, like, uh, like earlier Leonard Fournette, not like current Leonard Fournette, but <laughs> like in that mold. Right. Yeah. I put like Damian Harris, you know, they're, they can really just make people bounce off of them. Yeah. I thought of Steven Jackson Sturdy. just cause he was tall as well. I think. I like Steven Jackson as a comp for him. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, he Steven also Jackson could was, catch. Yeah, he he, uh, he was definitely a better pass catcher than Charbonnet is, but I, I mean he he can he can I think he can accumulate some receiving, but I don't think he'll get I don't know 
it'll get to Steven Jackson's just overall receiving ability because I don't think it's as natural for him. But running style-wise, like definitely similarities on that. He's got a little Lynch in him, you know, a little Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that general style. I that, which that general, which we get love. Out of my way. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, it's I, just I understand that it's not as flashy in today's NFL like you got to be a good receiver and all this other stuff but it's so fun to watch someone just bulldoze into the defense and like take four people with them yeah I I've I keep wanting I want the Bengals to take him I think that'd be a great fit I also well the bill didn't the bills add Damian Harris I think they yes. did right yeah otherwise I'd, I'd mention them because they, they got their like bruiser so any team that needs a a big guy a big bruiser is going to get at him. And I think Charbonnet kind of like combines the skill sets of Mixon and Piran into one guy. Like he can, <laughs> he can just be their bell cow running back and catch some passes. Then he can also be effective at the goal line. So kind of gets two birds with one stone there. Yeah. That'd be a good fit. That would be very nice for the Bengals mm-hmm. to get him. We'll see if they pull the trigger on that. But um, before we get to the rest of running backs, we do want to add in one receiver that we didn't get to. Uh, that's Marvin Mims. There were so many receivers to go through, and we just didn't get to all of them in time because we wanted to make sure we get the episodes out before the draft. So, yeah, he was uh, literally the next guy that I watched after we put the episode up. To, I I like him a good amount, actually. I do, too. And when I did a mock draft, I had uh, the Chiefs taking him at the end of their second round, and I think that's such a good fit for him. Mm-hmm. He's got really long strides, so when you watch him, it doesn't look like he's going very fast. Because he's got that, you know, that Kaepernick thing where the the strides are so long, you're just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, they're not running quickly. But he he is. He's like a four three eight speed guy. Yeah, which it didn't look like on on tape, which was kind of weird at all. <laughs> yeah, my my concern on that there there was one time like I think it was against Virginia Tech, he got caught from behind, and I don't know if it was like the weather or what. So I was like. Maybe he doesn't play like fully up to his like actual speed. So I mean, because that's always like a thing. Do some guys play faster or slower than their actual speed? But he is fast, so maybe that was a isolated or he can play up to that. But he's got he is really good at the catch point. That was like one of the things that stuck out most was his both his hands and his contact balance at the catch point. Like so, if if he's making a catch and someone's trying to like tackle him or knock the ball out like he's gonna hold on a lot so i would say he's top three in the wide receivers for contested catches Mm -hmm. which this class that's it's kind of a problem with this class yeah we don't have much data on it like he also had a lot of super fucking wide open moments but we also had (laughs) yeah we also had evidence of him like making contested catches and stuff too so, but the big the big thing I got from him is like he seems like a zone destroyer from like the route stuff that had him run. He was getting open versus zone constantly, like thanks to his speed, like intermediate, like short stuff, and then also like on the deep routes. So, yeah, he's just he gets dangerous, man. When he has the ball in his hands, really dangerous in space. Like when he catches it, all of a sudden he's just. Like, I think he has really good vision. And I think he did punt returns. I could be wrong on that. Um, but it seems like he has really good vision. And he can just house it if there's nobody near him to let him get some speed up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wish we talked about him initially because we'd probably be grouping him in a little higher. Like, he might be 
like in or around my top five just because of how the class is. I I think he is top five because let's see we have a uh, JSN is probably you know one and Zay Flowers I would say is probably two for me and then it's it's kind of, it's kind of a a free for all after that so yeah you kind of have your Cedric Tillmans or if you like Addison or or I personally am a little bit off of Quentin Johnston so I would have Mims right there I think five yeah. is probably pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I wouldn't blame anyone for putting him even at three. So yeah, <laughs> I think any anywhere between like three and like seven, or or honestly, I, depending on what you like in receivers, that's the thing. Like there seems to be like there's a clear one two, and then after that it's just like what do you want? It's kind of like a weird buffet menu type of thing. So, but back to running backs, we just we just wanted to kind of touch on that because I don't I didn't want to like forget to mention him or like leave him out just because I felt like he deserved mention after where we rank him. So with the running backs after after the first three, I, I think I think the consensus is these are the top three for the most part. Like everyone's got Bijan and then Gibson, Zach, and then it's kind of like a free for all after that, which I think is pretty fair. Yeah, then it's sort of a take your pick. What do you? What does your team need? Yeah, this I texted you. I'm like I'm so tired of watching average running backs. Like, <laughs> and I have to say that they're like mediocre or anything or like fully average but like they're all like solid (laughs) but like not a whole lot above like replacement level which isn't like a diss just because like running back's so strong in the league right now it's just like i don't see a lot of these guys like like demanding playing time with their skills yeah i think most of these guys are probably committee with some some have potential upside for more but I think it's kind of limited. So I guess we can start with uh, Devin A-Chain. I do remember looking that one up. It is A-Chain. I'm almost positive, um, which sounds cool. I like to say like A-Train or... A-Chain. We've got two chains and we've got A-Chain. Um, <laughs> one day, Devon. Yeah, so he he, <laughs> he is in my like tier three with two other guys. So the way he runs is kind of funny to me because he gets like... He almost gets like defensive end rushing style lean when he runs sometimes when he's like turning the corner. And I think he can do that because he's short. <laughs> um, so again, he's short, like five, eight or something, but he's not small. He came in at one eighty in the combine. So he's built. Yeah. He's um, bricked up. He is yeah. very muscular. Mm, bricked up. Um, he's got some insane speed and he plays with the speed too. He's got some good leg drive and stays low. Um, he saw the field as a as a freshman some, and he was behind Isaiah Spiller. Then he took off the next two years. He so he did get return work. I always like seeing that. I love that for running backs and receivers, like just getting return work. Just be like, oh, like your the team wants you to have the ball in your hands a lot. That's always a good sign. Yeah. Um. Got he had good pass catching. Um. Pretty solid overall. But the other uh, main knock is the one he can't control with his size. Cause he's not he's not like a huge uh, like every down style type of guy not not that not that he can't do that for a stretch but you always got to worry about like you know at a certain point size wise like does it hold up does it make sense realistically like to be an every down back but he has like i think he has the abilities probably to to do that um but the issue is like aside from his speed i didn't know if there was like a special trait that popped out which i think that's kind of the the overarching theme here is like this guy has this pretty good trait and then he's normal, like so. He does have yeah. elite speed. That is probably yeah. the only thing I would 
say. Yeah. Yeah. But for what it's worth, though, like being a solid running back with elite speed is like is valuable, especially if yeah. you're like the 49ers or something. Um, but I, I think he I think he has a bit more uh, versatility than just like 49ers like typecast. Um, he uh, I think I think we both commented on him benefiting a lot from a good fit where he can get looks with room or steam built up or like, get right. some good screens. So um Okay, so he was the one I noticed, and I saw other people comment on this. He does this weird thing when he takes on contact, where he turns his pads like around and like down, but like not he like dips it weird, and it like he loses too much speed before the collision, and like gets hit back too much, and that that might just be because of his height. It might just be a weird technical thing he does. So I'm kind of curious if that's something he can like fix a little bit because I th- like I think he can win more contact than he does because of his like weight and his height like he can he can be the low man winning I think he just needs to like get better at his technique when he takes on contact that's a that's an interesting observation I hadn't noticed that um he runs a 4-3-2 yeah say <laughs> uh, he's definitely one of the faster guys in the class uh-huh I, he just uh I don't know I hope his size isn't too big of an issue but overall, like, I like his vision. I think he's got really, really good acceleration at the beginning of his run, too. So, like, he's really good at starting off the run, that first step, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I struggled to find a comp for him. Cause he's a, yeah, he's a little bit smaller. But, yeah, I, I'm trying to decide if I like him or not. <laughs> I, I do, I do. I think he, I think he's good. I uh, I like him, but he has to for me go to the right place. Uh huh. I do. Which like, is I, a a coordinator that's going to scheme him like specifically open. I think the Dolphins make a lot of sense. That's yeah. That's a good point. That might be like my favorite one, just because I, I, obviously the 49ers love their fast guys, but I, I think the Dolphins need need a running back. Like <laughs> they don't have really anyone like to add value to touches, and I think I think AJ could. And he fits their speed motto, so he could also be a nice one uh, B for like Damian Pierce with the Texans. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that has a big bruiser and needs a fast guy could benefit. I think. Mm. And I'm looking. I'm looking through these teams because like Arizona probably needs a running back soon because they just got James Conner. That would make some sense, maybe. Yeah. I'll the Rams like need. That. Yeah, the Ra- the Rams need running backs, but I don't know if he's like the right fit. Or um, do they even have picks? <laughs> yeah, sheesh. The I know they don't have rough. a first rounder, but I think they have more this year. Yeah, Carolina's probably gonna add a running back because it's just like Foreman and uh, Hubbard there. Well, Tampa. they have Miles Sanders. Oh, that's right. I forgot they added him. <laughs> a lot's happened this offseason. Okay, yeah, they added Miles Sanders. I just I just forgot about that for some reason. Um, New Orleans might just to with, with Camara like in, with his suspension looming. Uh, if, if Fournette's not going back to Tampa, then Tampa needs someone. I could see Chicago adding someone alongside Herbert. Like, this is just the end. Like, there are definitely some teams that could use some running back help, depending on, like, what Tennessee does with Henry. So, or, you know, he could be... Honestly, H.A. will not be a bad addition to Henry if they keep Henry. So... Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. But let's go next to Sean Tucker. I think, I think we're both, uh, fond of him. Yeah, I like Sean Tucker. He reminds me of James Robinson. I think he's got a a good floor, but I don't think he has anything like necessarily elite to his name. Like he's physical, he has he has pretty good contact balance. 
He doesn't have the super high-end speed or any of the insane cuts or, like, that insane receiving ability. But I kind of just like him because there's no bullshit with him. You kind of know exactly (laughs) what you're getting, which is a solid all-around running back. Yeah, he's... He's very. I, I said he's no nonsense. Is the best way I put it. Like, yeah, yeah. He he does he does this thing. Guess what he's supposed to like. He. <laughs> I don't want to invoke Chubb, but like he he's very like he seems like he's probably like a quiet dude. <laughs> like just kind of does his job, goes about it, doesn't really say a lot. <laughs> I got that vibe from him. maybe maybe he's super boisterous. I don't know, but I'm get I'm getting that vibe from him. The. Uh, <laughs> The 40 times from him, I saw lots of disparities, but we have, we do have a pro day of 439, so That's probably... That's thought. Yeah, it's, so, I mean, it's pro day, so it's probably more like like a 445 or something like that, but still pretty solid. Um, he carried, he kind of carried the Syracuse offense the second two years, and they were... Yeah, he did. Uh, abs- <laughs> they were absolutely abysmal in his first year, and they, 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 su- they honestly just sucked, like, they in sucked. general... So it's sort it's sort of tough sometimes to look at it that way, but I I do really like him. Um, I didn't I didn't get to see him in pass blocking situations, but that's apparently ass. So that's worth noting. Um, but running style I, I like his running style a lot. He's got some good contact balance. He uses a lot of like leg drive. Has some good power. He doesn't really do like lateral cuts much, which is kind of a theme in this class aside from a couple guys. But um, he's he, got like, some he, wiggle though. Yeah, like he moves well in tight areas when he's like navigating like around or like just past the line of scrimmage, um, and because of that, I think along along with his ability to like to get the edge, like because he either like beats you or beats on you when he's getting the edge. I think he'll be a good goal line back, honestly, because of his skill set. Um, he he beat up on a lot of meh competition, but he did also play well against SC State in both years, so that was good to see it like translate. And then in twenty one, he played against a lot of notable schools so he, he still put up against like good competition so after the top three he might be my favorite but he's definitely like in this tier just after them depending on what you want because he and a chain are a lot different and our other guy in this tier at least for me like in this tier for me is a lot different um also one funny thing i noticed with him his quarterback was a really good blocker <laughs> like there would be times where like he would like cut back and be like you know, basically, like, avoid a guy in the backfield, and then his quarterback would be, like, throwing, like, blocks for him, like, clearing out two guys for him downfield. I'm like... And it, the quarterback also ran a lot, so I'm like, is this guy going to be a tight end or something? Like, <laughs> it was really interesting. <laughs> like, I always love, like, noticing the random shit like that. I definitely think he's being a little bit slept on, just because, I mean, there's, I think, one other Syracuse player I can name in the entire draft. <laughs> Syracuse is not necessarily known for like right. you know being a NFL farm system or anything. So, so yeah, I I More like of a him. basketball school. Yeah, I like him a good amount too. If he goes to like a landing spot with like not much competition, I think he could shoot up rookie boards. But he's definitely someone I'll be like looking at, like A Chain Tucker, and then our next guy in uh, Kendry Miller. Those are three guys I'll be looking at, like kind of like a little bit down the board in rookie draft, depending on where they land. But the thing is though, like with this depth of this class, like I don't know when exactly these guys will go. So Kendra Miller uh, out of TCU, he was the the last guy we both watched and he was pretty solid. I thought he didn't get a ton of work the first two years because he was sharing with uh, Zach Evans, who's also in this class. And then uh, Duggan Dugan, who also runs a lot. Um, 
but he balled out in 2022 during their run to the Natty. Um, I did. I didn't realize this initially, but he got hurt versus Michigan the game before and missed the national championship due to his uh, MCL injury. So we didn't get any testing from him, like athletic testing from him. But he's uh, he's lifting now and it's an MCL. So I assume he'll be ready for the start of the season, just because like usually the usually MCLs like aren't gonna take him from that Michigan game up to the start of the season. Like that's just and if it does, like I'll be concerned. But at the moment, I'm expecting him to come back and play for the start of the season i was wondering why because i've heard nothing about this guy and i don't know about you but i went when i went to watch uh quentin johnston this was the guy i noticed as sort of being the reason the offense was working he, he was pretty good <laughs> like <laughs> and like it was against your competition yeah he was a majority of their offense and then i'm like why have i not heard a single thing about this guy and it makes sense that he got injured and that's why because when people get injured late in the season in college football it's like they don't even exist until yeah. the draft <laughs> happens and someone takes him and everyone's like who is that and you're like oh he was actually pretty good yeah i'm i have no idea when he's gonna get taken because of that like if he gets help like they, I, I, the teams don't really have much on him right now in his current status just because He's not able to test or do a pro day or anything. So he probably goes later, unfortunately, because of that. But putting on landing spot. And then also, like, it might be a thing for him where he is more likely to produce in a second year just because, you know, coming in first year off an of injury, late draft, like, it might be a weird start for him in the NFL. But we, I think we both agree he's got the, like, the ability to to contribute. Yeah, I, uh, I like him. I don't think he's, like, amazing. But what I do, what I want, like, I guess what I'll pinpoint here is that I think he has flaws that are really easily fixed. Like, for one, he doesn't run very efficiently. I've I've talked about this before. I think it might have been two or three years ago with somebody. They don't, like, bring their knees up when they run. <laughs> so they're just, like, inefficiently running. That's, like, you can fix that in a day. You just, your coach is, like, Yo, do high knees. Get your knees up, and then you're, <laughs> you're okay. So that's my first thing with him. Um, and then there was something else. Oh, he doesn't have super fluid hips, but it didn't really matter, and which is impressive. <laughs> but that's another thing that I think you can coach as well, is just like, hey, you got to loosen your hips up a bit, and you're going to make life a lot easier for yourself and probably resist injury a little bit better, <laughs> too. Um, Sounds like he just really needs to stretch. Yeah, th- right. <laughs> <laughs> like does, he doesn't run properly. His hips are tight. Like, need does to Kendrick Miller guy. just need to do yoga, and he'll be really good? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I okay. Again, this is just stylistically not saying he's at this level at all, or like, and I don't know if he ever will be. But stylistically, I think some of the stuff he does on the field resembles like some of Camara's style um he does he does the way he runs he looks yeah, like him similar running style again not not a direct comp out <laughs> not of projection <laughs> yeah um yeah he he does well like uh getting skinny past defenders like that's something Camara does a lot when like he runs up the field and like you think he's gonna like get tackled to go down but then he just like goes sideways like paper mario and gets through it um, yeah, he kind of floats laterally through things. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, but it, it works for him. Um, he processes info well at the line. 
Um, he's got good power when he stays low. Again, probably coming back to the hips and the flexibility. <laughs> Staying right. low is kind of the main thing I want to see him do consistently. But he's good when he does that, and he's generally good through contact. I noticed when he had lead blockers behind like behind line of scrimmage, like if he had a fullback, he made bad decisions. Like sometimes, which is kind of weird. I guess it like throws off his timing because like <laughs> usually like when you, for the most part, you snap comes in, you're either running downhill or in shotgun, you get the snap, you read the blocks, you go. When there's lead blockers, it takes so much longer to develop. I think he just gets impatient. I don't know. But because I saw him make pretty good processing decisions and then I saw him like fuck that up. I'm like, what? I'm like, maybe maybe it was just the lead blockers. I don't know. Um, and then also, I think his experience in a read-based offense might make him sideable to some teams. Like, specifically, like, if, if a team runs, like, if a team has a running quarterback, like, he is very familiar with that system. Like, that type of system. So, that could that could be an aid for him, honestly, depending on uh, how his draft stock goes. Yeah. And he's got a good build, too. Like, to be able to fix some of the flexibility issues he seems to have. So, I don't know. I think he just needs a good running back coach, and I like him. Yeah, I, I think he's a pretty solid player. I, I'm going to have him in my, like, tier three of guys after our obvious top three. So, I guess that's a good endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, he's somebody we don't have uh, testing on. Another guy we don't have testing on is Dwayne McBride, which I, <laughs> for him, again, for the most part, I don't care a ton about if testing. I've mentioned it a lot, just just to add in some info here and kind of like give context. And I think that's what it's for is context. Like when you have guys who play at Alabama, like you don't really need it. <laughs> like a lot of times, like you can tell by like the play speed, like who they're playing against, blah blah blah. Like it's you can usually tell. But when you get you know UAB, like I would like to have the athletic testing for that, just because of the level of competition is a lot different than someone who plays at Bama. Um, So what I did do, so I couldn't find the 2021 game versus Georgia. I wanted to find that one. Um, He had like a third of the team's yards in the day where they couldn't do shit. Um, (laughs) But I did find the LSU game that they played. Um, They were so overmatched. Um, He didn't bust anything big, but his day should have been a lot worse. I think uh, he, he avoid he can avoid defenders in the backfield well, and that's that was showcased I think in that in that LSU game, and turned like negative, what should be negative you know plays into zero or po- like slight positives. Um, he didn't seem very fast, and that's one of the things where I wanted to get like the testing numbers to see like okay like what is his actual speed because I'm like it could just be his build it could be like certain games so uh, he didn't necessarily seem slow but i'm, I'm not sure what I, like i i don't have any good reference for his actual speed because i couldn't find the georgia game he never broke anything off against lsu and then everything else was like a lot of just meh competition but he i think our comp we both had was gus bus <laughs> um he reminds me a lot of uh, yeah gus edwards yeah yeah he's hard to bring down um, gets a lot of good chunk gains, and I think, like, I don't want to shit on him and say, like, oh, his ceiling is Gus Bus, but I think that's, like, for a player out of UAB who we don't have a ton, like, on <laughs> to say, oh, he can play against top competition. I think saying, hey, like, you could be Gus Bus. I, I think that's a pretty good outcome for him. Yeah. If, like, we're talking about top end of his range, I think. Gus has had some really good games. Yeah, no, Gus is really good. So, like, if, if he turns into Gus Bus, that's a win, I think. Yeah. Uh, we love Gus Bus. 
Yeah. There are some times when I watched this guy, I thought he looked really slow. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know that the tape can be deceiving, especially if you're looking from the backfield on, that you don't really get to see how fast they're actually running. So that is a thing. Mm-hmm. But what I... <laughs> I love the way he runs. I find it so funny. So you, you've done engineering and physics before. I'm sure you're familiar with the term like a vector, mm-hmm. like speed and direction, but in one direction. So he, when he runs, he is just like complete straight line along this vector. And then he comes into a defender and he just changes that direction and then goes and heads off straight in that direction <laughs> and again and again. And that's how he runs. It's so weird to watch. I absolutely love it. He does, like, just a complete sprint in one direction, does a little jump cut, complete sprint in this direction, jump cut, and it just keeps going. It's like a pinball. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the he's the human vector. I love the way he runs. I don't know if it's good. Or, <laughs> but I find it really fun to watch. <laughs> He's entertaining if nothing else. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, like like I said, I, th- I think he could be he could be solid as like a bit like a, a banger, a bruiser, the a bus, you know. So. Yeah, he's definitely tough as fuck to bring down. Yeah. Like his contact balance is incredible, and that's just because he's so hard to fucking tackle. Mm-hmm. Um. He's just, I think he's a little slow, and we don't really have the numbers to kind of back that up. If he could get a little faster or maybe convert some of his upper body to his lower body in terms of mass, he might, you know, make that work pretty well. It's tough because it's UAB. I'm like, how big are this guy's shoulders? And I'm like, well, maybe it's just (laughs) that he has to wear the stupid size shoulder pads because it's UAB and they don't have funding, you know? Yeah, so that the biggest one for me, like I said, was yeah, the not looking fast as a UAB player is a concern. So, <laughs> but he also, for me, he'll fit in that sort of tier three of guys um, that I think. I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I definitely think he could be a good piece of rotation. Yeah, he he's he's below the tier three for me. I, I after the after my tier three, I didn't really bother grouping them just because it's kind of like a take your pick think depending on what you prefer but of him and i think i think Dwayne mcbride and zach evans are pretty similar and i think i like mcbride better um but they both have the same issue of i don't know if they're fast enough evans is okay evans speed is really weird his initial speed like his he's a car that can go from zero to 60 in a second but then it can't get to 65. (laughs) (laughs) His initial burst and his explosiveness there with his first step is super fast, but then it like, that's kind of it. It's almost like he slows down after that. He reminds me of Chris Ivory a little bit, Hmm. which he he had a good year too. Yeah. Yeah, He had a couple good years. It's a really weird profile. I don't think he has very good vision. Um, and that's kind of why I said that, because that was a big problem for Ivory. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate him, but he does have things he needs to work on. Yeah, I don't... My general thought on him was I don't think he's technically advanced enough to overcome being, 
like fairly average in terms of like a power speed combo the like nothing on film was like wow and then he didn't have like he didn't play fast to me and that's i was digging kind of into his uh like his whole college story he had a really interesting situation um where he i think he was do he was managing his own recruiting in high school and um was gonna like he was really he was a top recruit coming out of high school and was gonna go to like a big name school and then he got suspended for like a game by his coaches for not giving up his phone like part team policy or something because he needed to do his own recruiting so that like cost him flags and then he ended up at tcu initially and that was not somewhere he like ever thought he would end up going and like covid partially messed that up too because like he was trying to finish his recruiting and then couldn't and then tcu is like hey we'll bring you in um so he had a really weird like start to his college career but once he got there he shared the backfield at tcu um and yeah of course dug and ran a lot and then in 22 he wasn't the lead back at Ole Miss when he got there. He transferred going into 22, and that opened it up for Kendrick Miller more. And then he was behind Quinn Sean Judkins, who also that's all name team, by the way, for me. Judkins, what a fucking last name. Uh, at Ole Miss, who was getting more run than Evans. And then testing, so the testing-wise was weird. He came in 10 pounds lighter at the combine than he was listed in college, but he did pull off a 4-5-1 at his pro day, which is probably like 4-5-5-ish. Um... So, like, I'm not sure if he just plays slower or he dropped like to add speed or what. There's a whole lot of, like, weird to me that's, like, I don't know how to factor this in. And it's kind of concerning. But the the end all is he didn't stand out in college ever. So, like, he's, yeah, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, to me, he's in the tier below the guys we've mentioned. I'm just, yeah. I'm in the same boat with you. I think that he might be kind of slow. <laughs> yeah. And that's he has like... a good first step. He just doesn't have speed. Like, I don't think you can be a 4-6 running back. The the Trey Sermon thing made me a little more wary of, like, guys who look slow when they're playing, Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's hard to overcome that in the NFL. So... That, again, there's, there's like, a weird wave of it, like, oh, like, now having the power is helpful, but, like, you have to have the power, and so, you know, I've got power, but, anyway, um, speaking of power backs, uh, Roshan Johnson, I'm gonna call him a power back, he was behind Bijan his, pretty much his whole career, um, so we didn't get a whole lot, but how, how do you feel about Roshan? I like Roshan, he's in my tier three of guys, part of that is because he's probably the best at pass pro in possibly the whole class. He's mm-hmm. very good at it. He was asked to do it a lot. And he doesn't have a whole lot of mileage on him. And he's really fucking big and strong. He is your... I'm not going to comp him to Michael Turner, but that's kind of like his <laughs> profile, is he's a bowling ball. Yeah. that's, that's <laughs> t- t- Turner was definitely faster. Like, he was literally Turner the burner. But yeah, I, I think style-wise, yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, and I didn't get to see a whole lot of him because he was behind Bijan the whole time, yeah. <laughs> which sucks, but I like him. I think he's got very fresh legs. He didn't have to run a whole lot, but he showed that he can do pass pro really well. 
I think he's mm. a very good floor running back, is how I put it. Yeah, I so I gave him my SNS label, which is solid, not special. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has a wide range. Um, I don't dislike him. I you 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 mentioned late stage Zeke as a comp, and I think that's kind yep. of funny. Yeah, that's um, I think pretty on the nose. Cause yeah, good running <laughs> style, really good pass blocker, uh, but not it doesn't have like that top end speed or anything. He's definitely obviously bigger, which explains some of that at his younger age. Um, one fun thing about him was he played quarterback in high school, and then he switched to running back in college. So he's still kind of learning like learning the position. He obviously ran a lot as a quarterback in high school, but he you know wasn't playing running back. He didn't catch a ton of passes, but it seemed like he had like natural hands. I would say like soft hands is the best way to put it. I think. Soft he, hands. Yeah, not like a route runner type of guy, but he's like he's a uh, reliable outlet, I'll say. Um, obviously a tank, hard to bring down. Oh, yeah. He's got that negative play avoidance, which we always like. I want to see more decisiveness from him, but I think that could be partially like an experience factor too, like realizing, oh, he played quarterback in high school. He might, he might not be used to like running back style decisions. So that could be something that improves. Um, he's got some good lateral quickness for his size. And... Um, yeah, you got to come at him with some good tackles, and like you said, he pancakes guys. Like, oh my god, it's he'll awesome. he'll pancake a guy and then go out for an outlet. He'll p- pancake and pass block. So, like, being a big back who can pass block is going to have value, like no matter what. Absolutely. So, like, that's I the think thing. he brings a lot to an offense, even mm-hmm. though he's not going to be the guy who breaks one off for sixty yards. Yeah, his. His NFL career might sort of resemble his college career where he's like a very solid option to contributor, probably more reliable to the team than fantasy, but like he's a good player. And like he's like you said, he's a tank. I think he's yeah. like six foot two twenty. He just kind of but he doesn't run super high either. He does barrel down. He's very good if you have a hole in your offensive line for him to run through, he's just gonna pound right through that. And mm-hmm. then probably get eight to ten yards. And then bounce back up. <laughs> yeah. He's a tank. <laughs> he's a tank. But I like him for that. I, I feel like he's another guy. You kind of know what you're getting. And it's if that's what your team needs, he's going to do it great. Yeah. Again, the theme of this class pretty much <laughs> after the top three. Um, so we've got a few guys left. Who's who's your favorite of the rest of these guys we've got? Oh, goodness. I guess I would say Chase Brown. All righty. Future 49er Chase Brown. Yep. (laughs) I didn't like him at first because he had a pretty late blow up, which is usually bad for running backs. But then I remembered the COVID year thing. So I'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he's another guy who has a very specific role in the NFL. He's not like uh, he's not a contact balance power back guy whatsoever. He's a little bit more of a scat back receiving guy. I I worry a little bit just because I think he's had some injury problems and he's a fifth year senior with a late blow up. But he did have a very good uh, age 22 season and 22 isn't bad. Yeah, he had kind of yeah, he had like a weird journey uh, through college. He started at Western Michigan, got to Illinois Um so his first like two college eligibility uh, eligibility years didn't really give him a whole lot. And then 2020, he played a little bit more Illinois. Then his last two years, he balled out. So yeah, 
when he got the chances, he did a lot with it. He, his, like, athletic profile looks solid because, like, you know, he's fast, pretty big, not, like, massive, but, you know, a, a good running back build. Um, a lot of reps on the bench press. He got, like, 25 bench press reps. He uh, he definitely has his man bod by now, of course, because he's, you know, 25. Or, so, I was at 25. He's 22. Uh, so, yeah, he's got, his, he's got his man bod, most NFL players, by the time they're, you know, 22 or, or, or near in that. He, um, like you said, with his with his scat back ish, he's got like some soft hands. He can run routes well, but I I wouldn't call him a like I don't I don't when I think scat pack I think like Naheem Hines, but Chase Brown is like very much a north and south type of runner. He is. I never I never. So if uh, if running towards the sideline is ninety degrees, running straight is zero. I never saw him like go past forty five degrees. I feel like like he was very <laughs> adverse to that. Um. Which I think was intentional. He doesn't really use lateral moves that I saw him like have reliably. So like when it's time for contact, he pretty much either like try to power through or he got tackled because um, yeah. he didn't have he doesn't have like a lot of nuance in his foot movement. Um, right. So he, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, is again at the point where he's you know five years in? I'm like, okay, if he doesn't have this now, I don't know if he's gonna get it. Um, good straight line speed and once he's got a head of steam he's hard to get because he just gets a lot of inertia going with that speed and the size so i think if you get him in a gap scheme he'd be pretty good i don't know how he'd do in his own scheme because that's like, kind of where i'm at yeah which brings me to the 49ers probably take him late and use him as a backup just because like that's his style is like give him a head of steam like he can run towards the sideline with motion but he has to like turn it upfield he's not gonna like cut like so if he gets that head of steam and can like turn upfield and get vroomin then i think he he has some value there but um i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not a huge fan of him just because i don't he's he's fast and built prototypically and that's about it for me yeah i'm pretty meh on him i don't like i said i don't think he's bad i just have some concerns that he might have this might be his peak where some of the other guys, I think, still have room to grow. Yeah. And, like, a lot of... I, I don't know, like, how you add a lateral move to your game. And, like, the fact that he has at this point, I'm just like, I don't know if that's going to happen. So, yeah. But we'll probably see him on the Niners roster at some point. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got Ty J. Spears. And but you, I'll let you go ahead, but I want to say... Tulane's uniforms and mascot are so bizarre, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, they're really weird. <laughs> yeah, and then um, he, so he Tajay has really weird uh, injury kind of anecdote. He tore his ACL during the third game of 2020, and he missed most of that season, and then got brought got brought back slowly in 2021, and then bought out in 2022. So yeah, that's his context. But anyway, now yes, yeah, so now I'll pass it back to you. He is a lot of people's like sleeper running back that they really like. Mm. Um, he rose up a lot in the draft process because I honestly, because of his athleticism, I think he, he tested really well. Um, I'm not super sold on him. He's got pretty good contact balance, even though he isn't that big, he's got pretty good vision. He's a threat in the receiving game for sure. I see him more as a complimentary piece. Like, I think he is a threat in the receiving game. He's wicked. He, I think he is the fastest running back in the class because he's 
he's like low four three, if not below that. So he's got crazy good speed. I just don't love his size. I have to say. So, so okay. I think as pro day, I've got like a four five four. Where did you where did you see the four three? Oh goodness, where did I see that? <laughs> it's so hard to find consistent times on some of these like guys not from huge schools. So it's yeah, it's tough. He whatever like because I saw like the four five whatever, and I'm like, oh, well, he looks like he plays faster than the forty time. <laughs> but then like I'll, you'll see him get caught on like longer runs. I'm like, oh, okay, that explains that. So it's gonna be somewhere in between there, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think he he could run routes, he can do downfield receiving, so he's got that good aspect. That's Part of that's probably why he's risen up too, like fantasy wise, just because like people love the pass catching for fantasy, which you know, makes sense. Um, he's got like I think he's got like a natural kind of fluid style, um, but he was facing a lot of lower competition as well, yeah. which again he's at Tulane. Um, <laughs> he doesn't really get brought down super easily, and he breaks. Okay, he gets like passed slash through ankle tackles, and he's got some good like sharp and sudden jukes. Like so, you got, he's got a good toolkit, I think, but. Overall, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think I put SNS. He's solid, but there was nothing like special that like stuck out. Yeah, some people. This is one of their sleeper running backs, and I. I'm sorry, I don't get it. I think that <laughs> he might be good as a receiving back, but he needs to hit the squat rack. He's got <laughs> bad knee injury history. His dumpy is sad. Like we got to work on that. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just going to get, you know, demolished. To be an NFL running back, you almost have to have a dumpy. You do. You have to have a dumpy. <laughs> That's like the requirement is a big butt. That's yeah, one of the things about... Sad uh, dumpy. <laughs> yeah, like Sean Tucker. He's thick. He's got a, he's got a lot of butt and thigh. So yep. we always like to see that too. And then uh, last on our list, the uh, guy who will strike fear into the dyslexic uh, Israel Abanaconda. If you sound it out, it's easy. But if you just look at it, it's hard. Um, <laughs> so he, he pops out on the athletic scoring models because of his weight and his 40 time. I've seen it between 445 and 45. Um, but that and his size combined um, give him good scoring. We both noted he has a weird build. Yep. He has I, a... I can't get behind it. I hate his frame. <laughs> his torso is very short. It made me think of that, like, in Family Guy, you know, where, like, there's a cutaway where, like, it's Peter Griffin as, like, a woman. And it's like, hey, do those legs go all the way up? And it's like, right. they do. And it's they just, do. like, all legs. That's what I thought of is, like, with, uh, with Abacad. Abacan. Wow. That guy. I, I, yeah. Abacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacadabacad
be a NFL running back with legs that long and scrawny. <laughs> like he can bend over, like do a complete crunch while standing, and he's only gonna lose like two inches of height. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like I would just like rip it on it for that. Like it's unfortunately something he can't control. Is like I the, know it's, it part. sucks. He can't control it. So I mean, maybe he could be like a Ty Montgomery kind of guy that kind of jumps between running back and wide out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, well, yeah. I'll say some positive things about him. Um, I think despite the the build, he does like get out of ankle tackles well. Like he he knows how he knows how to run properly despite the the legs the long leg <laughs> thing. So he he'll drag guys and get out of ankle tackles. Uh, I don't think he's like a tackle breaker per se, but like he you're not gonna just like swipe him down. Um, he runs a bit too high at the line. There's not a clear choice, which again. That might also be partially the leg thing, um, but he does, he misses some cutbacks sometimes too. Like you know, obviously you you want to see a guy like take the hole he's supposed to, but like you also need to know when to cut outside. And I think I saw him miss that a little too much for my liking. Um, he runs well past the first level, and he does a good job like staying close to lead blockers, like right up to the last second and making it tough on defenders. But another another SNS for me, uh, solid, not special. <laughs> Yeah, I just I worry about injuries when you're built like that. I just I hope it's that he hasn't hit his last growth spurt yet, and that because he's only 20, he is very young. Yeah. So there is time for that, and if that's the case, then yeah, I'm totally behind it. But as of right now, I can't put him nearly as high as other people. Yeah, he he's kind of in the jumble of the everyone else for me that we that we've gone through. Yep. So. To recap, Bijan Robinson, clear number one. Next, in another tier, there's Jameer Gibbs and then Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet. I'll look up how to say it eventually. Um, <laughs> well, wait till draft night. Then we'll know. Yeah. They'll <laughs> probably still fuck it up. Yeah, probably. Uh, my tier three is A-Chain, Tucker, and Miller. So who's your tier three? Or how do you rank it after our like obvious top guys? I would say my tier three... It's probably A Chain, Tucker, Miller, and McBride. Gotcha. So, so you, you put it, you put McBride in there. It's close. Difference. I yeah. just like the way he runs. <laughs> it's it's a favoritism thing more than anything else. Yeah, our our, our Gus bus here, and then, and then uh, uh, I would say four is probably Roshan for me, and maybe Chase Brown. I think Ro- Roshan's value is that like you, you are getting a tank who can pass block, and that has value. Like, right. <laughs> no matter what, like having a tank of a running back who can be a goal line guy and a pass blocker has value. So that's why I was considering him as part of my tier three, just because I kind of know exactly what he is, but I also mm-hmm. know that he's not as good as some of those guys. Yeah, and he's got soft hands. So, like he's definitely going to be a guy a team wants to bring into the goal line too pass block run or like catch out the backfield so like he, he's like <laughs> his, his fantasy value is gonna probably be like very vultury but yeah that'll be fun yeah. that'll, that'll be fun um <laughs> but yeah it's a running back episode um we'll be back pretty soon with tight ends um great tight end class to see so i'm really excited to dig into that running back was you know usually running back's my favorite but i, I wasn't this year i don't think <laughs> 
It's okay. Wide receiver is usually my favorite, and it wasn't this year. Yeah, quarterback was really fun. At least we had a lot. We had a lot of fun quarterback stuff. Um, so I'm ready for tight ends to get into that. But um, in the meantime, thank you for tuning in. You could find us online at mozzieandthemuscle.com. You could find us on Twitter at mozzieandmuscle. Uh, without a blue check, we're not paying for that shit. Um, and if you're listening, you know where to find our podcast. So until next time, which will be like a day or two. Thank you for tuning in.